Ever wonder what motivates people to get plastic surgery? Did they regret it? What can be learned from the weird and wild stuff that happens at our plastic surgery clinics? We're going to tell some stories, get some laughs, and learn on Clinic Talk with Sabrina Sajan on the Plastic Surgeon Podcast. Hello, my friends. I'm Dr. Javad Sajan, and of course, I'm here with my lovely wife and CEO of Allure Aesthetic, Sabrina Sajan. Welcome back, and thanks for listening. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and support the channel. On Clinic Talk, we tell real stories of fun, strange, hopeful, and educational things that happen at our clinics from day to day. We get a lot of weird and hilarious happenings at the clinic. You can find the clinic at AlluraAesthetic.com for more information. So, Janu, what clinic stories are we talking about today? So, we had a person impersonating to be one of the doctors that works for us, going door to door, doing breast exams. Yes, I so, could not believe it. So, I heard the story from one of the staff, just pieces of it. What's the details? So, we get a phone call at the office, and it's a patient um, that has been at our practice before, and she's, you know knows the doctor um, and has been here before. And she um, asked us, oh, I wanted to follow up on the consultation that I had at the house. And I wanted to follow up on like what next steps are and like, how do I proceed? And I wanted to know more details about it. And we're like- At her house? House. We're like, what house? And she's like, yeah, the consultation that I had at the house. We're like, whose house? What house? Like, we don't do consultations at the house. Like, is this house a place? Like, and she's like, uh, and she's like nervous now because she's like, well, I, I don't know what I'm, what, what just happened. And we're like, can you tell us more details about what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. we're a little confused and concerned. Um, so what did the front desk person say when they first heard this? They were very surprised and they were like, I don't know if this is really true or someone's just like saying this. I mean, it is a patient in our system. So, um, you know, we we thought that there was something definitely wrong here and the story mm-hmm. wasn't adding up. So then the front desk passes the phone on to a more senior person because they weren't sure what was going on. And then one of our senior leads, um, she talks to the patient and says, so what's going on? And the patient says, so the p- there's a person his name is something, I can't remember the name of the person, um, came to my house or gave me a call and they came to my house and said that he was um, working um, for our company. And, and on behalf of the surgeon, he was coming to her house to perform um, a consultation for a breast exam um, to follow up on a breast exam that she had um, and wanted to follow up on the conversation, on the consultation and that he was doing this um, because of COVID, um, and we oh had and we had hired him on behalf of the company to go to patients' houses to do consultations because of COVID. We we wanted to limit the exposure of the patient coming in person, so we're going to their houses. That's insane. Literally, this is a story that this guy was telling people in the in the north of this north area. That's wild. So how did he know she was one of our patients? So when we backtrack and kind of 
dug further into the story. Um, so this person knew this girl um, from other from various other things, and she had heard or he she had told him that oh, I had a consultation at this office, and I'm like looking for I'm like looking to get a breast augmentation, uh. and so I think he used that to turn the story and said that he was hired from our company and that he was following up on her breast augmentation consultation, had to come to her house for another exam. That's crazy. So what did we tell her to do when she told us this? So um, we got the whole story and she was very, very surprised. He actually did go to her house. He did do an exam on her. And she really thought that he was there on behalf of the company. That's like assault and like, you know, all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, he literally did a like breast exam on her oh. at her house. I mean, like, she is the victim, but you know, if somebody you know comes to your house like that, you gotta, you gotta ask yourself a question here. Yeah, you know? she should have, well, she should have called us before. I know. And be like, is this really true? Like, why, why, why are you guys doing this? Like, is this something that you guys are doing? And, um, but it was, it was really weird. So then, yeah, we told her to call the police department. Um, we had to also get involved and our team had to also get involved and, you know, report this because our company's name was out there and one of our surgeons name was involved in this. Um, so we, we called the police too, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, there was no, no relation to this person that we had. He's not hired by our company. We do not do consultations at people's houses. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really crazy. I mean, we, I still cannot believe that this person went through with this and actually the patient actually believed him. Oh my God. And what did the police say? So this, they didn't give us any further information. Um, they just collected information about her and us and what happened and the whole story. And then they're, so they're going to basically go after him um, because of whatever he did. But after that, we never heard from her, him, but I know that she posted a video online about the whole thing and how it ha actually went down and what happened and everything so we got to, we saw that too wow mm -hmm. so if you're if someone comes to your door wanting to do a breast exam don't agree to that no do not agree to that, don't I, that. I don't know any I, I, as far as i know i don't know any surgeon or someone an office would come a representative from that office would come to your house to do a consultation That's or a breast wild. exam. I mean, I've never heard of that. So I do know one doctor, he's in LA and he, um, he, he does like cosmetic stuff and he goes to people's houses for their post-op. Mm -hmm. So he, um, he told me for his tummy tucks, he always goes to the person's house and does the checkup. Mm -hmm. That's very awkward. It's very awkward. I mean, I, I don't think that's a level of service. I would call that that's a level of discomfort because mm -hmm. you don't have your supplies. It's, it's, not, not, it's not clean. You don't know how people clean their houses. Exactly. And let's say someone has a blood or fluid collection. What are you going to do? Get a tool belt and take that out? Yeah. No, that, that's very uncomfortable for the patient. Yeah. It's not, I don't think it's safe. Mm -mm. That's wild. Yeah, I'm very, I was very sad for the patient. I mean, she was, she was literally like shocked and she, you know, I feel bad for her. I can't Me believe too. she fell into that. It's horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Bad. Bad. That's something. I can't believe someone used that. And, you know, to see someone, you know, do something bad like that for, on someone. So many patients come to us with so many insecurities and 
it's really predators that prey on them. And this this person's a horrible predator who I hope goes to jail for a very long time. Same. So, John, did you hear about the double stack? I heard. I I I I didn't know the details about what what it was, but I heard some staff just giggling about some double stack. So I had a patient from Alaska. It was a um, virtual consultation. So this nice lady, she's in her probably sixth decade of life, and she has significant ptosis or sagging of the breast, right? Mm-hmm. So she went to a consult in Alaska, and I get we get a lot of patients from Alaska. Mm-hmm. I do from all over, but especially Alaska because it's so close. And um, she wanted breast augmentation, and the doctor she went to told her, "You need." 2000 cc implants because you have sagging and the implants will lift your breast <laughs> what and he told her you need to get a double stack or a tissue expander put in so a double stack is he basically told her go to somebody who'll take two saline implants fill them up to a thousand cc's and put them on top of each other right like a big mac patty and put them in your chest to make you look very big and that'll make you look lifted and perky how do you expect 2,000 cc's to be lifted? Exactly. That's called, automatically. That's called your patient ending up unbotched, you know, and it's horrible. Um, so basically, and then he was like, well, he offered her. He said, well, I don't double stack implants. I never knew that was a word. And he said, I can put in a tissue expander, which is a balloon that we use for cancer patients and just blow that up beyond the maximum fill because they're thicker. And you can walk around with a temporary balloon and call it an implant. It will fill it to 2,000. Oh, my God. So she had this concept, and she was like, this looks weird. I don't, I don't know what's going on here. So she, um, there was a virtual with me to say, hey, can you double stack it? I don't want a temporary cancer balloon in my chest. And I did my assessment, and I was like, well, you know, you have ptosis or sagging of the breast. Mm-hmm. When you have ptosis or sagging of the breast, and Im- the level she did, an implant is not going to give you a lift. What she needed is, uh, or not, she didn't need anything, but if she wanted to do something, then what I would suggest is a lift with an implant. And I do them in one surgery. Most doctors do them in two, um, just the way I do it. And um, double stacking would have been a disaster. That would have like, caused more stacking. Exactly. They would, have, they would have gone lower and lower and lower, and it, and it literally would have been like multiple rocks in a sock. Mm. Horrible. Horrible. I couldn't believe it. So anyway, double stacking implants not recommended, guys. So, uh, John, I heard there was something that happened about somebody coming for an interview and trying to get laser hair removal at the same time. <laughs> so it was, it, was, it was a funny story. Um, so we had scheduled some interviews. And of course, sometimes, you know, there's other appointments that are happening at the same time. And there was, you know, two people in the lobby and one of our estheticians, you know, called out a name. Um, I, I can't remember what the name was, but it, she called out a name and then the person just got up and she, you know, started going with the esthetician. She's like, hi, well, thanks for coming in today. You know, um, it looks like you're getting a, um, a, a Brazilian laser hair removal today. Um, so I'll go ahead and room you and then just go ahead and change. And then I'll be with you shortly. Um, and then she takes her in the room and then I come out and I'm looking for my interview person. I'm like, hi, um, I like, you know, um, call out her name in the lobby. It's an interview for a job. Correct. Receptionist, right? Correct. Yeah. 
Um, so I call out her name in the lobby and I'm like, I can't remember what her name, like Alicia or something like that. I can't remember. And I call out her name um, and this other girl is looking at me and I'm like, oh, is that your name? And she's like, oh, it's it sounds like my name, but that's not my name. I'm like, oh, OK. So I'm like, OK, where did this girl go? And the front desk, was like, maybe she went to the bathroom. Maybe she went somewhere. Uh, we're like, OK, so I was like, I'll, I'll just wait. And then if she shows up, well, I'll take her back for her interview. And then like 10 minutes go by and I'm like, OK, I guess she didn't show up. So I'll just no show her. Um, and then about 10 minutes go by and then. That person who was in the lobby who thought it was who I thought was an interviewee, um, she comes up to the front desk and she's like, oh, I'm here for my um, Brazilian laser hair removal appointment. But um, no one has taken me back yet. Are you, are you, are you guys running late or what's going on? Can I, um, can I update? So we're like, the esthetician just took you, we thought. And she was like, no, no one, no one took me. I've been waiting out here. Hmm. And she was like, uh, are you sure? And she was like. You're here for LA, uh, like laser hair removal, right? She's like, yes, I've been waiting. Um, that's the she was supposed to take me. We're like, okay, let, let we gotta we gotta look what's going on. So then I start investigating and looking, like I start knocking on the rooms because I was like, I don't know where this person is. Um, then I, I then eventually I knock on the door and on the esthetician door and the esthetician's like one second because she's doing someone's Brazilian. Mm -hmm. So she's like one second and then I knock on the door and she comes out and she's like, yeah, what what happened? And she was like, I'm, I'm, start, I'm, I'm about to start a Brazilian um, LHR appointment. Like something happened. And I was like, are you sure that's your patient? And then she was like, yeah, I asked her what her name was. And then I confirmed with her she's getting a Brazilian laser hair removal treatment. today. And she said, yes. And then we were like, are you sure? She was like, yes, I confirmed it. And we're like, no, your patient is sitting in the lobby. You have someone else. Oh, my God. So that was the applicant? Yes. Oh my god. Literally the applicant was about to get a Brazilian LHR treatment for free and didn't even tell the esthetician that that's not what she was here for. Did she already change? Yeah, she had already changed. And did did what did we had we hadn't started the treatment yet, but she had already changed and she was ready to go. I had just knocked when they were in there. Oh my god. So what 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 did she say when you asked her? So then um the esthetician went back and said she's like, "I think there's some confusion going on over here." Um, it, it looks like you're not here for a Brazilian uh, LHR appointment. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here for an interview. And we're like, then why did you change? Yeah. Why are you laying down? Ready, ready to go. Ready to go for a Brazilian uh, LHR appointment. And I don't know. Maybe she was on. I don't know. She was maybe, you know, on something like. I, I I don't know. Like, how can you not be in your senses? Yeah, that you just came in for an interview, but then you're in the esthetician room ready to do an appointment. And that's, then not, she, that's not part of our interview process. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. And then she's like, "Oh, I think I just got confused. Um, wh like where I was and what what I was here for." Well, like, oh, okay. How do you get confused? Like, mm. was she on something? I don't know. But then we're like, oh, I'm, we were sorry. And she was just like, no, 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 I'm sorry. Like, I, th I think I forgot where I was. And mm. then we took her out of the room, didn't give her a treatment, of course, um, had her change back into her clothes. And then we finally got the patient from the lobby. We had to tell, we told patient, you know, we're sorry. The person just tried to take your appointment. So that person didn't make it to phase two of the interview? No. Oh. No. That's wild. Yeah, it was it was wild. I was we were really surprised that someone just 
tried to get a treatment and they weren't even here for that. That's why. And they just acted like the patient. Mm. So I heard you had a consultation, but it was more of a religious yes. consultation. So this was, this was very unusual. So uh, many of you know, I do gender affirming surgery. Um, so that's tra- you know, also known as transgender surgery. So I had a patient who came in in person for um, an out of the country for a consultation for a gender surgery. Now it's really rare for people to come in person if they're out of the country. Usually if they're in town for something else, they'll do it or we'll do it virtually. So I go into the room, I'm like, okay, well, maybe this person really wants to talk in person and get a feel for it. So it's fine with me. I go in the room and I'm like, hey, hello, I'm Dr. Sajan. Nice mm-hmm. to meet you. And they're like, oh, hi, I just you know, flew in today because they had their suitcase in the room uh, from this country. I'm like, oh, great. Um, how can I help you? They're like, well, um, I researched your background. We're the same religion and I'm, I want my gender changed. I'm like, okay, cool. That's great. I'm not sure what religion has to do with it, but I'm here for you. Um, and they're like, well, I want you to tell me um, if I do a gender change, is it permissible in our religion? And I just, I looked at the nice person. I was like, I looked at them. I looked in the mirror at myself. I looked at them. <laughs> like, am I, am I wearing like some kind of out, in a religious outfit or, you know, portraying myself to be a certain way? And I was like, look, nice person. Um, I don't know. I just do mm-hmm. the surgery. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're, you, if you're safe and healthy, you meet the qualifications, I'm happy to help you and I'll take great care of you. Yeah. And I'll make sure you're emotionally in a good state for the surgery. Yeah. But unfortunately, I can't give a religious opinion on whether or not I can do a surgery. Now, this person is very kind, very sweet. I understand where they're coming from. Um, but the challenge I had was their primary question wasn't my surgery. Their primary question was, you know, give me religious advice. And that, mm-hmm. that puts me in a very hard spot because... Um, I can tell them medically they're safe. Emotionally, I felt they were in a good spot, but exactly what doctrine they follow, what they believe, is something I feel if I told them an answer, I would be taking advantage of them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm no one to to say that this is my interpretation of whatever holy scripture or, or you know um, revelation or whatever you want to call it. So I nicely told the person, look, I cannot give you any religious advice. And they kept pushing me on it. I'm like, nope, I'm not going to do it. I said, I have no opinion on the religious perspective that I can share with you. I can share with you. I know I do the surgery. I believe in it. I think it's medically necessary. And I'm happy to help you in that regard. However, giving you my giving you my interpretation of whether it's allowed or not, I can't say that. And so we sort of left it at that. The person ended up getting the surgery. It was a wild success. Super happy. Um, but it was just a different kind of experience. Do they still ask you? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and the funny thing is... Um, um. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Clinic Talk on the Plastic Surgeon Podcast. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and support our channel. Tune in next time for more Clinic Talk. We have more great stories coming your way. For my live surgeries on Snapchat and adventures throughout the week, catch us on all social media at Real Doctor Seattle. See you next time. Bye. Enjoy the weather. Bam work.